Are you a real estate investor looking to elevate your income, freedom, and lifestyle? If so, optimize your daily performance by downloading our free guide, Raising the Bar, Five Steps to Elevate Your Habits at elevatepod.com. In this guide created by yours truly, you'll learn why you do what you do, how to easily institute cues in your environment to trigger desired behavior, directly applicable steps to create a fulfilling future, and much more. Get your free copy now at elevatepod.com and kickstart your new habits today. Your future self will thank you. Welcome to Elevate the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm blessed and grateful to be sitting with you, me, myself, and I for another edition of Elevate Exclusive with Tyler. And I'm going to continue on the real estate series that we launched last month. And I'm going to lead into some more tactics and more strategies for you to be successful in accomplishing your real estate goals. Of course, mindset, mind expansion, and personal development is the core of Elevate Podcast. And the vehicle that we're talking about optimizing is real estate because it can give us anything that we want in our life if we do optimize that. And ultimately, I think our long-term success and fulfillment in this comes through optimizing our mindset, expanding our mind, and continually never ending our own self-improvement, our own personal development. So with all that said, I'm super excited about today's episode. By the way, just real quick, I don't really talk too much about what's going on in my own personal life. I don't think I've officially announced this yet, but Katie and I are very excited to be welcoming twins into this world here in the coming few months. So we've got lots of changes coming our way, but we are so excited to be welcoming a baby boy and a baby girl coming in February. So with all that said, I just wanted to announce that to you guys and share that, share that gratitude with you guys. Um, and we've got a lot of exciting things going on. So I hope you guys have a lot of exciting things going on in your life as well. With all that said, I want to dive in and talk about today due diligence, because I think one of the biggest things is if we want to accomplish our goals in real estate, we have to recognize that sometimes we have to trust, but verify. I think that was a quote by Ronald Reagan uh, back in the eighties. And he said, look, trust, but verify. And I think most of us are trusting people, but ultimately for us to make good sound investment decisions, we've got to verify certain information and we've got to dig in and due diligence is key for that. A quote that I have here is by a man named Ralph Neese. He says, there there's the temptation to sit back and smile, but there's so much at stake. We have to do our due diligence. And this actually makes me think of Zillow. They bought 7,000 homes to flip. And ultimately they had to stop that as quickly as they got started. Uh, they just unloaded 7,000 houses at a huge loss. They just had to get rid of 25% of their um, staff because of this. And, and I think the lesson is, look, you can't just buy real estate, right? We want to all buy real estate. We want to continue to invest in real estate, but not all real estate makes sense ultimately. And so a deal has to make sense. And so for us to make sound and wise investment decisions, we've got to do our due diligence because if you just close your eyes or let an algorithm do the, the thinking for you, then you're going to make bad decisions and it can be very dangerous. And I think in real estate, especially, that's why it's so important for us to continue to educate ourselves, continue to think through how can we make better decisions and how can we solve problems and how can we really execute on business plans and execute on a strategy, whether it's a reposition, whether it's a renovation, 
uh, or whether it's just really clipping a coupon on a deal that is actually already performing well and is priced appropriately. So with all that said, I want to talk about due diligence and its importance and maybe some tactics and strategies. So anytime we're looking at a deal, first of all, we look at so many deals in our business um, with CF Capital in particular. We look at hundreds and hundreds of deals. Typically, it's like 120 or 130 deals before a deal makes sense for us to actually acquire that. Um, typically, kind of the rule of thumb is we look at 100 plus deals. We'll typically write offers on 30 of those deals. We'll typically get an accepted letter of intent on about 10 of those deals. And then we'll usually close one of those deals. And so that just gives you kind of a rule of thumb to say, all right, well, if that's the case, most of these deals don't really reach a level of certain deep due diligence. We are underwriting, we're underwriting at a high level. And then perhaps when deals start to meet the metrics and the the investment returns that we expect, we dig a little bit deeper and say, all right, well, you know, why shouldn't this deal work? Why why would we not buy this deal? And I think those are some of the foundational questions. And ultimately we get to a point and say, wow, this has kind of checked the box in many different capacities from an underwriting perspective. Now it's time for us to really get serious about this thing. And when we get serious about something, we go after it. And, you know, we, we obviously have to understand what's going on with the seller. Why are they selling? What's their objective? A lot of times, obviously it's to, to obtain the highest price or whatever, but it's not always that way. And so Ultimately, what I'd like to talk about today is, is due diligence. Once we get a deal under contract, under purchase and sale agreement, we have to dig in. We have to dig in in a few different capacities. And one thing I'll just recommend for you, uh, if you don't have this already, is to build out or obtain a due diligence checklist. And ultimately, this is something that you can reference in each and every deal. When you go under contract, it's to identify operating it's identifying legal, it's identifying financial uh, performance of the asset and whether or not it's realistic that that performance continues in the future as well as practical and miscellaneous. I mean, there's certain things from a practical perspective, maybe an inherent perspective about the property that we've got to pay attention to. So let's talk about a few of those things from an operating perspective. I would highly recommend that you really go back for three years on any particular asset to get an understanding of trends. You know, anything that happens in one year is great, but if we can get two or three years more, then, you know, we get more of a clear understanding of how that property truly has been operating. What are the nuances between that operations, whether it's income, whether it's expenses, whether it's, you know, maintenance, whether it is payroll, so on and so forth. What has actually been happening at that property? Uh, understanding what the property budget looks like right now is very important because you get a sense of, well, where, where are things actually being projected from the current ownership? What do they believe is, is truly going to happen with this property and where do they think that they can take this property? So I think it's important to obtain that if you can, but then of course, going through all of the, the agreements on the asset, you know, from a legal perspective, it's very important because ultimately you are buying an improved asset. Um, you know, when you buy any piece of real estate, but income producing real estate investing ultimately comes down to the leases that are on, on site and the agreements that are on site, whether it's service contracts uh, or otherwise. And so it's important for you to really get your hands on those leases and do a lease and file audit. If you buy a 200 unit apartment complex or, or multifamily property, you really need to know what's going on with those tenants and you want to know their viability moving forward. 
not only do you want to know, well, how long have they truly been there so that you can reference that based on, all right, you've received a rent roll, you've done your underwriting based on the rent roll, but you need to go back and you need to cross-reference. Well, how, how literally realistic is this rent roll? Is it actually what's on site in terms of what's actually been agreed upon between current ownership and the residents on site currently and matching that up with your rent roll and identifying any ambiguities or discrepancies there is very important, but it also helps you understand, all right, well, here's the agreements that I would be assuming when going on site, whether it's, you know, service contract as well from a lawn care perspective, from a laundry perspective, trash, you name it, um, snow removal, whether you're in a market that has snow. And so all of those things are very, very important. Hey guys, just a quick word from our sponsor. Then we'll be right back to the show. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a national real estate investment firm founded by myself and my business partner, Brian Flaherty. CF Capital's mission is to provide property investment and asset management solutions to help investors like you maximize their returns by investing in high value multifamily communities. If you are looking for risk adjusted alternative investments in quality apartment communities are seeking tax optimized cash flow with appreciation upside without all the hassles of management, you might benefit from learning more about investing alongside our team. You're invited to reach out and learn more about how you can invest with us by visiting cfcapllc.com. We're also currently offering a free ebook called The Bottom Line. 10 ways to increase cash flow in an apartment complex. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, we're confident you'll find massive value in this resource. So go get your free copy today at cfcapllc.com. And now please enjoy the rest of the show. As you're doing that lease file audit, you're also really truly identifying, well, who, what are our tenants like? What, what What's going on on site? I mean, what type of maintenance requests have they really you know, put in? What other types of uh, payment uh, history have they had? Uh, what does their ledger look like? So you can really get a sense of, all right, well, should we be anticipating, you know, 80%, 90% on-time payments, or should we be anticipating a, a different level? And so that's really, really important. You can identify, well, what's our security deposit really on file currently? Um, really digging into all of the income and expenses projections of your asset really comes into play when you start to review the history of the performance as well as the files on site. In addition to that, it's important to really understand how are property taxes uh, being assessed. Obviously, this is a huge mover. It's going to be continually a huge mover as we continue in the future. I would anticipate property taxes to continually be a big part of our discussion, but you have to understand how property taxes are being paid. And you also have to understand, well, how have they been paid in the past? What are you anticipating moving forward? Is that accurate? Is that not? I think it's important always to bring in a tax advisor for us during due diligence It's to bring in our tax advisor. And by the way, um, as I'm mentioning this, our team works with a team to help us with all of these different factors. And it's important to note that when we're doing a lease file audit, when we're doing a tax assessment audit, when we're doing an income and expense history audit, we're bringing in our property management company, we're bringing in our legal team, we're bringing in uh, any tax advisors, whether it's our accounting team or whether it's a tax attorney um, that really specializes in that county. And so this is very important. Um, as we're diving into really the rest of this, it's it's understanding utilities, understanding the expense side of utilities and really gauging if there's any issues going on on site, whether you have leaks, uh, whether you have any gas problems, any electric problems, um, or whether or not, you know, there's a realistic opportunity to build back on any of these utilities. And if that's not being done, projecting that moving forward. As you're diving into this, you're getting more clear on what's realistic at this property, what's 
what is the future of this property and where are the opportunities as well? Where's the pitfalls, where are the opportunities? So I think those are some of the most important things as you're doing due diligence. Also, you know, as you dive in more legally, of course, you're going to, you're going to obtain a survey. You're probably, depending on your, your lender, you're going to be obtaining a property condition assessment, which will really tell you all of the condition of the property, whether it's roofs, whether it's, you know, plumbing, whether it's a foundation, whether it's structure, um, flood zone, all that kind of stuff. So you definitely want to engage in a property condition assessment. Also, you want to physically inspect the property. This is one of the things that we do every single time is when we buy a property, you better believe our team is going to get inside every single one of those units and also going to inspect all of the different components of, of the property. We get on the roofs, we get in the basements. If we have basements, we look at the heating and cooling systems. We look at the plumbing, we look at the electric and we make assessments based on the condition, based on various factors. And we also touch and feel. And by the way, here's another thing that happens when we do that. We get to talk to all the tenants. We get to ask them, hey, what's good? What's bad? And you know, you have to take everything with a grain of salt. But I think having these discussions gives you such more clarity on the asset. So physical inspections are huge. They're definitely not everything. Now, when you're buying a house, as an example, a physical inspection is basically everything because you're not assuming any leases. You're not assuming any of the different legal ramifications and so forth. Uh, but when you're buying an income producing asset, all of these different factors are at play. But of course, the physical inspection can give you so much more clarity. And we always like to be super hands on. We want to touch and feel. We want to see this because we're making assumptions based on an investment from a high level that is typically it's based on assessments of what we see in the marketplace. But we really have to get on the ground floor to identify whether or not that's realistic or not. Um, moving forward, as you continue, I mean, there's many other reports that we like to to obtain. Of course, from a lender perspective, you know, we've got to obtain our appraisal. We've got to obtain, as I mentioned, the PCA or the property condition assessment. Um, but there's many other things, you know, whether it's, as I mentioned, the survey just a bit ago, um, you know, flood reports, flood zone reports, Crime reports. You like to do crime reports to understand, well, what's going on in terms of crime in this particular location? Because I tell you what, you don't want to be blindsided on that perspective. You want to have inspections of various materials like, you know, your elevators, if you have elevators on site. Another suggestion that I would have for you as you continue to dive into your due diligence is to check on any code violations that the property might have. I think this is a huge one. Start to see, well, is this a neglected property? Is this a non-neglected property? Is this something that we're going to have a tremendous amount of deferred maintenance as we go into the property? You're going to see a lot of that with the physical inspections um, but you'll even see more of that if you take a look at code violations and anything that's opened uh, or unresolved is something that you'll want the seller to uh, address before you close on the property. And, you know, I think it's important to, to take photos as well as you're going through this so that you can reference back. And by the way, uh, I know I'm jumping around a little bit, but when we do physical inspections, we take an inventory of each and every unit to say, hey, what's going on with the condition of the property is it a b or c a being man this is pristine c being man this thing is this thing needs a lot of work it needs a total turn or a total renovation and then from there it's hey what's the status of the kitchen appliances what's the status of the toilets what's the status of the lighting what's the status of the cabinets countertops flooring um, all of that stuff so then we can have an inventory of what type of real investments would it make sense for us to make and then as we reference our 
rent comp study, we can then verify whether or not those investments are worthwhile. And if they return to us the, you know, the proper return on investment. So those are some of the practical things. Um, and, and as you're digging into each of the units, you can really gain that perspective. But from a high level, due diligence, again, is trust, but verify. And I think you've got to dive into all these particulars and you've got to build an extreme sort of case you know, for making this investment, because this is not a liquid investment. This is not something to say, you know, if it doesn't work out, I can just sell and, you know, it, it it's, it's gone. Because if the investment does not make sense, you could be riding out a, a very challenging situation for quite some time. So that's why it's so important. The last piece of this is practical. Does the property have adequate parking? How, how are the tenant conversations going? Do they like living there? Or, you know, are they concerned about crime? What's going on with the school district? Is it a place where people want to live? Is it close to employment? What's going on with employment in that location? Is there, you know, is are jobs growing or are they dissipating? Because obviously the success of your tenants in terms of their employment leads to the success of your property. And of course, is it a safe place? Are the rents market? Are the expenses realistic? Is the building design timeless? What's the marketability of the property? Is the property well lit and safe at night? These are questions that we ask ourselves. And we also go to the property at nighttime, go to the property at different times a day. What type of things are you seeing? Is this a place that you would feel safe living at? Does the traffic have good access from all directions? Does it? How does it feel at the property? These are questions that we ask ourselves each and every time. How does it feel? What are the intangibles that this property has, whether they're good or bad? And lastly, how would we feel about bringing our family knowing what we know now? Would we be proud to bring our family here knowing what we know now? And ultimately, that's how we make go or no go decisions. And for the most part, we try to do pre due diligence as much as we can before executing on a purchase and sale agreement because we're spending money, we're spending time, we're spending effort on doing all of this. And so we want to get ahead of this to a certain degree. And I think the more repetition that you have in this, the more you can kind of get ahead of the game and anticipate. But these are some of the questions that we ask. And as we ask these questions, we can make long-term valuable investment decisions. So Elevate Nation, I just hope that this brought a ton of value to you today because ultimately it's all about trust, but verify, trust and verify. And if you do that, I'm confident that you'll make great decisions for yourself, for your company, for your partners. And also, even if you're a passive investor, I think it's important to understand all of these nuances because you can do your own due diligence on an asset, on a sponsor, uh, on the deal, on the market, uh, on the economy as a whole. And asking these type of questions is what's going to set you up for success in the long term. So with all that said, Elevate Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.